Podcast number 78 this week on the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell Dowden for the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. It is podcast number 78. And Jesse Williams saying hi from the Texas Cannabis Collective. Hi, Jesse. How are you doing? Howdy. How y'all doing today? Last week was the 420 show of the Texas Hemp Show, and that was podcast 77. Thank you to our fun guests, Texas uh, Premium uh, Premium CBD, Scott and, and Dwayne over there. Uh, fun guys and uh, a lot of fun with them. We'll talk about Bluebell operations as those develop <laughs> in Brenham uh, on another show. But joining us this week on the podcast from Cedarstone Industries, joining us is Clay Estrada, business development manager there in Houston, Texas. All right. Hey, how you doing, Russell? Good, good. How are you, Clay? Thanks for being a part of the Texas Hemp Show podcast, podcast number 78. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your the background of, of Cedarstone Industries? Give us, I guess, a little background, if you don't mind, Clay, on the company. Sure. Uh, Cedarstone Industry, we are a, a premier manufacturer of stainless steel sanitary process equipment. Uh, our background came up in brewery. Uh, we've been mm. manufacturing for over 25 years in the brewery space, which also led into food manufacturing, uh, general mixing, and this new fantastic hemp space uh, <laughs> that is uh, uh, taking over uh, the uh, marketplace. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting to see how things progress, how things grow. Uh, this is a new green rush that's happening. We're seeing a lot of activity in this market the last couple of years. Uh, you know, with the volatility of what's happening in the marketplace, it goes up and down, but there's a strong demand for knowledge in this industry. And uh, people always want to know what the equipment does and how it can make them money. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Well, very cool. Can you? I, I saw there was an article called "The Road Map to Hemp." Can Can you explain this uh, this article here a little bit for our listeners and, and tell us about sure. how they can get on the right road to hemp with the help of uh, a Cedarstone? And we deal with people that have a, a variety of skill level. Some coming in knowing very little, and some coming in knowing a great deal. Uh, we always in, encourage them to go to our website, www.cedarstoneindustry.com. Under the headline, you'll find a, a resource tab. And there we have uh, commissioned an article about the roadmap to, to CBD and hemp processing. It's a great uh, 
uh, general guideline to kind of understand what happens uh, in the process and uh, the different kind of variances that you need to look at as you're progressing your knowledge state. So I recommend anybody who's getting started to go ahead and review that article. It's got a gr bunch of great free information for you. So I'll let the, the, the viewers go ahead and find that on their own. But I thought we might go ahead and examine this uh, the way a, uh, it comes from the field all the way to isolate. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'd like to talk a little bit about the processes from harvesting and then all the way to making some beautiful CBD isolate that you could use uh, in manufacturing uh, edibles, vape carts, things of that nature. Uh, it all starts out in the field. Uh, somebody has a great idea in some land. They grow some beautiful hemp, and then it's time to harvest. There's a few few methods that are that are uh, utilized. One is just manual labor, uh, machine harvest, which can actually speed up the process tremendously. Uh, once you've got the main plant extracted from the from the ground, you've got to dry it somehow. Usually, they'll take the whole plant, hold, uh, store it upside down. Uh, and do a barn dry is one option. Just atmospherically let it dry and cure on its own. Uh, if you want to speed up that process, larger larger companies, even tobacco companies, use dehumidifier rooms, which will take the moisture out of the room and they can control the environment better. Uh, mostly, most people use a, a gas uh, automated hemp dryer. And this is uh, basically a burner attached to a heat exchanger with a box with different levels of stainless steel belts that allows the plant material to roll through and get exposed to the dry air. Uh, that kind of so, sounds like almost how you make a pizza. <laughs> it, it's gets, very similar. Gets, gets, it's the same. Gets rotated through the oven. I wanted to walk back a second and ask you, you talked sure. about the different methods of harvesting and doing machinery. Is there a preferred machine harvest that you would say works better for your type of process that farmers would use? You know, the, the, the style of harvesting to me doesn't really matter. It's once you've got your material, it's been cured, what do you do with it? It needs to be bucked and shucked. So you want to take out the stems yes. uh, and you want the flower material and, and the leaves. And that's what you want to put into the extractor. Uh, normally, you would take that and go ahead and chop it down a little bit. Uh, we prefer about a centimeter inch chop to the material. Uh, and that's going to give you a good extraction uh, uh, efficiency. Um, so okay. any, all the, all systems are pretty good. Uh, there's no one that's preferred. Most people can't afford uh, big expensive combines and things of that nature. So usually it'll be a tractor. It'll be hand. Uh, if they get to that level, it's, they're a great customer because they can afford some big equipment. Uh, no, no, no method is preferred by me, but uh, it's all prefer preference on the, uh, the grower. Uh, once, once you got the material, you know, you're going to store that more than likely, you know, you know, the extraction process is, is most efficient when the material has been dried correctly. You want no more than about 6% moisture content in your biomass prior to entering the extractor machine. I take it you're wanting to make sure that you don't have things like mold and rot that would come in because of the moisture. Uh, that that's uh, an issue, but really, it's just the moisture you don't don't want into your oil process. Uh, hopefully, you haven't you've you've had good conditions when you harvested. Uh, there might have been rainy, it might have been foggy, you might have had a little bit of mold. Hopefully, not. Um, but really, the the process for reducing the water content is just to make the oil process smoother. Uh, makes your equipment work harder if it has to vaporize out more water. So the drier the content in. 
the, the more efficient your, your process will be. Got it. Thank you. Clay, what equipment is needed for the CBD isolate that you guys offer? Uh, so the main uh, reactor that we use for uh, CBD isolate uh, is basically a very strong vessel that can use a anchor shape impeller. We want to keep the crystal suspended in the uh, pentane solution so that it doesn't grab onto the impeller, the sides of the walls and things of that nature and keep that suspended and moving. And as you're crashing the temperature of the pentane and growing the crystal, uh, you'll have a nice, uh, very formulated size that can be transferred out later. Uh, the system's gonna be agitated. Uh, the vessel itself is uh, capable of full vacuum, uh, 60 PSI. And this particular vessel is like a tank inside of a tank. Instead of a dimple plate jacket, which is very common in the industry, this is a full jacket, which is essentially a tank with baffles around. So the glycol solution will actually swirl around the inner shell and give you very good heat transfer service. Uh, so the process is, is once you've got your distillate, you'll put it in with pentane, crash the temperature and, and produce crystals. And that's the basics on, on the what exactly What exactly is pentane? Pentane is a solvent uh, that is used for this process. You know, ethanol is a solvent. Pentane is a solvent. Uh, you've got the hydrocarbons uh, okay. such as uh, uh, butane, hexane, things of that nature. And you've got a couple different uh, you know methods of extraction. And why don't I just jump into that real quick? Uh, you know, we kind of started out originally maybe uh, water extraction, which is probably the oldest form. Uh, this is kind of used for bubble hash. Uh, you can knock off the trichomes by spinning hemp with uh, ice water and collecting these trichomes and, and creating a bubble hash. But really, once you're getting into a larger commercial size, you'll start using one of usually three different methods, either CO2 supercritical, hydrocarbon, or low temperature ethanol extraction. Each have its pluses and minuses, uh, but obviously we've, we've invested our time into low temperature ethanol extraction due to the safety, its scalability, and its effectiveness and extraction. Can, can you talk about some of the services that you guys offer, Clay? Maybe, um, you know, I know you mentioned this, the harvesting, and the, do you guys do the drying side of things too? Can you help growers that way as well? No, we're, we're basically equipment manufacturers, no. so we supply equipment. Um, we're really not providing too much service unless you're looking to build a facility. Okay. Uh, we can provide engineering uh, assistance, which would include uh, HAZOPS, uh, facility layout. Uh, peer review is a very big thing for this uh, style of equipment. Uh, you Even if you have a peer-reviewed piece of equipment, once it goes into a facility, the entire facility will need to be peer-reviewed as well. So we've got assistance on that. We've got a good handle on what it takes to, to build these facilities because we've done quite a few projects. Uh, can, I you, think, can you mention? Can you do you mind if you do you mind mentioning a couple of projects that you've done for clients, or is that is that uh, something you could talk about, or do clients to mind? You know, I have a list of NDAs that I could probably make a <laughs> encyclopedia out of. Um, I would love to tell you some of the big names that we're working with, yeah. but they, they will not let me say that. Yeah. Uh, let's just say that we're, we're dealing with very large companies in California, Washington, uh, Florida, 
Macedonia, uh, all over the world, really. But you got your zones in California, Washington, uh, Oklahoma's coming on strong. Uh, so there's there's various varieties of sizes, shapes, and and different parts of the uh, process that people are specializing in. Right on. I I certainly respect that. Um, what are some of the most popular types of extraction services? So uh, let's see. The most popular type of extraction I would say is the ethanol. Ethanol has been around for over you know a thousand years that people have been using ethanol as a solvent to extract. Mm-hmm. It's very safe, and that's that's the one of the major selling points. Uh, you know, this isn't pentane. When you get to these pentane and hexanes, you're getting into a C1D1 area classification, which means it's the most likely to uh, cause a spark or cause a, a flame or a fire. Uh, ethanol is traditionally C1D2, which means it's a little safer, uh, and you, you're not going to have as much of an explosion capability as you would with a C1D1. Uh, classification. Um, I take it another advantage of this is we can easily get ethanol. We we get it from corn. So we're using the extract of one plant to do an extraction of another. And like you said, there's, it's safer using ethanol, but it's, it's readily available as well. Correct. Plenty, plenty of ethanol to go around. People are familiar with it. Uh, and, and most importantly, fire marshals are comfortable with it. They know it very well. <laughs> right. When they start seeing new equipment that they're not familiar with, especially going into the hydrocarbons, things of that nature, you're going to see them tense up quite a bit, especially when they don't know that much. Um, I get quite a few calls from from uh, fire marshals that are gaining uh, knowledge and have a few questions for me because it's the first time they've seen it. Uh, ethanol is pretty well known. It's pretty it's widely accepted. So there's not a whole lot of questions that come into play. And people in the fire marshals and uh, engineers know what the capabilities are and what the requirements would be for your building. The other so, thing, so, any other thing you mentioned is like people had in the past had done with cannabis propane extractions, um, mm-hmm. those types of things that are very similar. And I get why they tense up because you hear in the news every now and then where somebody had used that. And the thing literally just blew up their entire garage, like just blew the garage off the side of the house. And it's just a little small container. It does that much damage. So, of course, to fire marshal, they're a little bit jittery about those types of substances compared to ethanol. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, when you're talking about CO2 supercritical, you're talking about 1,500 to 3,000 PSI that's being being contained inside that system. That's a small bomb. It's, it's uh, you know, that can be dangerous. Uh, you, you never know what's going to happen there. So, but you're, you've got a, uh, a chance for something to go wrong. I uh, hydrocarbon looks like it's really coming on strong right now. looks like people are doing a little bit smaller batch, especially with COVID and things of that nature. The huge industrial CBD plants are kind of on a hold. The, the big capital projects are a little bit slower right now. So people are testing out hydrocarbon and people are getting some good results and they're enjoying it. What I'm noticing is that as soon as they want to get into a large format, you know, uh, when you talk about scalability, uh, CO2 super super critical. You get a large capital uh, uh, expense in the front end, even though there's no ethanol going on. You're still going to have a, a large, uh, maybe two to three times more expensive than an ethanol system for the same uh, throughput. Let's just stay right there. Our guest is Clay Estrada with. 
podcast number 78. Uh, our guest, Clay, with Cedarstone Industry. We'll be back on the other side. It's the Texas Simp Show. We'll be back after this. It's going someplace and there's no turning back. The Highway Patrol chopper coming up over the ridge. Man sleeps by a campfire under the bridge. The shelter line stretching around the corner. Welcome to the We understand the unique struggles this emerging market creates for early adopters. We love working with innovative entrepreneurs on the next big thing, and we believe hemp is exactly that. For over 130 years, we've been getting to know our clients and helping them plan for their future. Come tell us your story and plans for your venture. TFNB Bank, your bank for hemp. Proud to support Texas farmers. Visit online at tfnbtx.com. Hey, this is Cheech Marine, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. Hey guys, it's Russell here for the Texas Hemp Show. Check out our friends over at CBD Seed Labs. You can plant your next hemp grow crop with proven genetics. They have the ACDC Cherry Blossom Mountain Mango. They just did a first place smokable flower for that Texas Battle of the Buds in 2021. Their hemp seeds are 100% USDA compliant, 99.9% feminized, and 99% viable. Premium feminine hemp seeds, expert consultation. If you mention the Texas Hemp Reporter, you'll also save 15% off. So give them a call or check them out at cbdseedlabs.com. Why take a chance with your hemp grow? Join Hemp Plan and avoid the risk. TPS Labs' exclusive hemp monitoring program. Hemp Plan members get one-on-one consulting from knowledgeable consultants who are available when you need them most. If you want to take the guesswork out of growing hemp and focus on what matters most, call TPS Lab today and ask for your free consultation. Take the next step to a successful harvest. Visit tpslab.com or call today at 956-383-0739. Hey, this is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. The Texas Hemp Reporter is available free at all CBD and smoke shops in Houston and Austin, Texas. Expanding to Dallas and San Antonio this year. Cannabis is slowly becoming legal in Texas. So be sure to listen to the Texas Hemp Show podcast every week, wherever podcasts are available. The premier hemp and marijuana advocacy publication for Texas. The Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. Mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Texas. Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. Now in our third year, with more than 100,000 copies made available free at over 1,000 CBD and smoke shops in Texas. That's the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine and the Texas Hemp Show. Visit online at TexasHempReporter.com and listen wherever podcasts are available. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden.
right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. This is podcast number 78. I'm Russell Dowden with the Texas Hemp Reporter. The latest issue of the Texas Hemp Reporter is out there on the streets of Houston, San Antonio, and Austin. You can pick these up at CBD and smoke shops all around the state. And if you're a grower or producer or farmer, you are probably have already received that in the mail as well across the Lone Star State. So uh, talking with us here on podcast number 78 this week, it's Clay Estrada of Cedarstone Industries. Uh, Clay, the equipment is, I mean, I don't know how many, this isn't something that you sell directly to farmers ever, is it? I mean, I know you're dealing with corporations and and you've got a a Bible of non-disclosure agreements that you can't mention these types of clients on the corporate side, but I mean, this isn't exactly geared for the farmer necessarily, is it? You know, I get a lot of farmers who want to transition into the processing space. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a huge learning curve for them. Mm -hmm. Um, But really, I think it's a step or two past past the growing phase where they've, they've, you know, they realize it's a lot of money. It takes a lot of manpower and uh, a lot of uh, dedication to pull this off. Uh, It's a a lot of commitment. So your average farmer, maybe not. They're looking for a little smaller tabletop stuff. I'm, I'm more of the industrial size when you're really ready to start pumping out mm-hmm. and manufacturing CBD for sale. Well, this is what you've got is definitely way more into more advanced mechanical engineering aspects and a little bit of chemical engineering. And I say this because I used to work on nuclear power plants. So it's one of those things that I can understand where it's like the farmer, like you said, it's a couple steps past that. And it requires a lot more input than just one or two people. Let me let me break it down for you a little bit. People people get kind of uh, overwhelmed by the the size of everything, but really there's only a few functions that happen. You know, a stainless steel vessel can only do a few things. It can agitate, it can heat or cool, uh, and it can have pressure or vacuum, and that's really all they do. So it, it's it's a series of of uh, skillets and and hot plates is essentially what it is. But really, you're extracting, you're filtering, and then you're you're pulling back out the ethanol. That's the messy essence of uh, extraction. Now on our CEX 250, we put that all those in line. So we've got uh, the extraction, the four stage filtration, uh, the falling film ethanol recovery, and then we put a decarboxylation skid right on the end there so that you can go ahead and convert your CBDA and THCA and uh, kind of release that acid molecule and uh, have your off-gassing and have your premium CBD. We put that all together for you and, and something that makes sense, but really the action that's happening is very basic. But there's a lot of parts, pieces, and auxiliary equipment that makes it complex. So but once you get the hang of it, it's no problem. Well, do can farmers buy this equipment from you? I mean, if, if any of our growers out there that are listening, I know we have a lot of growers that listen, um, they can purchase this equipment if they want to, if, if they're on that, you know, nerdy nuclear engineering I don't side want, of things, I, I don't want to discourage anybody. <laughs> it's something that if you're, like mentioned, if you're willing to put in the effort, you have a, even the smallest amount of background, you can learn to troubleshoot when things show up. And like you said, the rest of it's pretty much simple. It's boiling, vacuums, and pressurization. I think the easiest step for a grower is to buy a centrifuge. I think I've, I've probably sold 10, 15 centrifuges to people that are really small in operation. Mm-hmm. So they've got the biomass, they want to get the hang of it. They don't need the full kit and maybe they're passing the rest of the duties off to another processor. 
but they're going ahead and doing some extracting themselves. Uh, they'll pick up a centrifuge for me. Uh, I've got two. One can do 35 pounds per batch, and another one can do 70 pounds per batch every 20 minutes. Now, the beauty of a centrifuge is after it has an, a nice a aggressive wash cycle, it'll do a final rinse. So the, uh, the centrifuge aspect of it expels that ethanol and gives you a material that's almost dry when you touch it. So you're, you're pulling it out. You're not leaving it with the biomass to be taken out, dumped, burned, or whatever. You're pulling out your your solvent at, a, at the best rate that you can. And I think it's the best way to uh, receive your ethanol back from your biomass, your spent biomass. Clay, can you tell us how how much of your client base is in the U.S. and then how much is overseas? I would say there's an interest of about 50-50, and I think it's a stronger purchasing power in, uh, in California, Washington area, mm-hmm. uh, my legal states. Uh, they're, they're leading the charge, absolutely. Now, we're, we're getting all types of action in Romania, Rwanda, uh, all, all of Africa, Macedonia. We just put a uh, system in uh, and uh, – Uruguay. I mean, there's a bunch of little little companies, uh, little countries that are coming online, seeing the benefit of the global market and allowing their citizens to process. Do a lot of these uh, labs purchase this equipment from you? I imagine. Certainly, absolutely. And what we'll do, we'll help them out. We'll uh, oftentimes we'll send over a subject matter expert to kind of get them uh, going. Uh, they need to hire an engineer to kind of make things safe uh, for their local authorities. Then, then we, we can send in some some trained experts to help them get the hang of it, train with their people, uh, make sure that everybody's safe and follows the the protocols, uh, and then uh, get them onto you know self preservation and, uh, and and making money. Don't mind me asking because I'm looking at it, the centrifuge and winterization, and I'm wondering if y'all offer any equipment that people could do like an emulsification where they do a water soluble mixture. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that'd be a water hash uh, system. And essentially they're like a big basin with uh, baffles that the, the water will have a disc at the bottom creating a vortex, slamming the biomass against the wall, knocking off the trichomes. Uh, one of the most rudimentary style of extraction and, uh, well, I guess it's less popular now, to be honest with you. I only get a few calls for that uh, over time because there's so much more that has to happen. People really want to make the the edibles, vape cards, things of that nature. And what you need is full-spectrum, winterized, uh, decarboxylated raw crude oil. Uh, and that's that's the essence of, of getting everything. Once, you, once you've got that raw crude oil, you're going to need to distill it to clean it up. You'll, you'll be able to pull out the particulate matter through uh, thin film molecular distillation. That's another piece of equipment that we offer. So you've got the extraction, you've got a dryer, you've got the extraction process. Then you get to clean up that oil. So there's two, two revenue streams. One is for raw crude oil, one is for distillate. And, of course, biomass is down there. Uh, the distillate's going to turn what is black in color into a beautiful honey amber color. And it is more desirable and fetches a higher price on the marketplace. That is your feedstock for CBD isolate. That's what you'll put inside the reactor, add pentane, and crash to create CBD isolate crystals. You want to talk about the uh, thin film distillation, the WD-2S at all? Yeah, sure. So 
So this is a, a very, very robust system. Uh, the WD-2S thin film molecular distillation system mm -hmm. can process up to 20 liters per hour. That's a, for thin viscosity oils. Uh, for heavy viscosity oils, expect about 10 liters per hour, about half that. Uh, this process is, is actually made by GE back in the 50s. Uh, this is what they used to, uh, for submarines to take uh, seawater and turn it into potable water. And that's where this came from. Initially, it was with wiper blades. Now we've kind of progressed into what are uh, PTFE rollers, a little bit more durable. Uh, but the system is the same. You essentially wipe the thin film inside of a, a cylinder that's heated, creating vapor, and then you condense that vapor. Uh, and then you'll have your uh, separation of light materials and heavy components. So you'll see dark oil come out of one, one uh, pump and beautiful amber color coming out of another. This is all done under vacuum. Uh, and we'll use, uh, you know, good vacuum rates are very, very important when you're using distillation systems. Uh, so we've got all the controls, all the systems in place to, to make this a nice, simple system for you. All American components. We build the controls here in Houston, Texas, only utilizing Siemens components for the controls. And then uh, we've got all different parts from ABB, SEW, Baldor, things of that nature, all well-known brands that go into the components of all of C uh, Cedarstone Industries equipment. You're listening to podcast number 78 with our guest, uh, Clay Estrada, the business development manager there at Cedarstone Industry. How can folks learn more about Cedarstone and, and get in touch with you guys, maybe give you a call if they want to learn about the products, what's a good fit for them? Uh, how can folks reach out to you, Clay? You can uh, call my direct line right at my desk any anytime during the day. My number is 281-397-3877. Again, my email, uh, excuse me, my email is clay, C-L-A-Y, at cedarstoneindustry.com. And if you have any trouble with that, call me. I'll be able to help you. Also, look at my, my website for, uh, for general information, www.cedarstoneindustry.com. And, Clay, do you guys do events and things like this? Uh, you know, you, you go to, I don't know if you're at NOCO. Do you have anything on the calendar for 2022 that you guys are going to be attending? Or do you do trade shows and things like this? You know, we just started getting back into trade shows. Uh, we are attending one next week. Uh, it's actually a craft brewers conf uh, uh, conference mm -hmm. in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, so, uh, and of course, MJ Biz we go to every year. Mm -hmm. uh, I think next year we'll actually be uh, exhibiting. Uh, but yeah, so we're just now getting back out there, feeling comfortable, allowing people to come visit. I've got a lot of equipment here on the floor right here in Houston, Texas. If you're local and you want to come by and take, take a look at some equipment, get a look at the quality, you'll, you'll know and understand uh, you know, what, what you're dealing with and how good the quality is here. Uh, but feel free to reach out. We'd love to see you. Well, thank you so much, Clay, for your time. And that's uh, Business Development Manager with Cedarstone Industry. Reach out to Clay Estrada. Again, his number directly is 281-397-3877. And, Clay, thanks for being a part of the podcast here on the Texas Hemp Show. Thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure. All right. There he goes. That's Clay with Cedarstone Industry. Check them out online at cedarstoneindustry.com. It's the Texas Hemp Show podcast number 78. We'll be back after this.
At TFNB, your bank for life, we understand the unique struggles this emerging market creates for early adopters. We love working with innovative entrepreneurs on the next big thing, and we believe hemp is exactly that. For over 130 years, we've been getting to know our clients and helping them plan for their future. Come tell us your story and plans for your venture. TFNB Bank, your bank for hemp. Proud to support Texas farmers. Visit online at tfnbtx.com. Hey, this is Cheech Marine, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. Hey guys, it's Russell here for the Texas Hemp Show. Check out our friends over at CBD Seed Labs. You can plant your next hemp grow crop with proven genetics. They have the ACDC Cherry Blossom Mountain Mango. They just did a first place smokable flower for that Texas Battle of the Buds in 2021. Their hemp seeds are 100% USDA compliant, 99.9% feminized, and 99% viable. Premium feminine hemp seeds, expert consultation. If you mention the Texas Hemp Reporter, you'll also save 15% off. So give them a call or check them out at cbdseedlabs.com. Why take a chance with your hemp grow? Join Hemp Plan and avoid the risk. TPS Labs' exclusive hemp monitoring program. Hemp Plan members get one-on-one consulting from knowledgeable consultants who are available when you need them most. If you want to take the guesswork out of growing hemp and focus on what matters most, call TPS Lab today and ask for your free consultation. Take the next step to a successful harvest. Visit tpslab.com or call today at 956-383-0739. Hey, this is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. The Texas Hemp Reporter is available free at all CBD and smoke shops in Houston and Austin, Texas. Expanding to Dallas and San Antonio this year. Cannabis is slowly becoming legal in Texas. So be sure to listen to the Texas Hemp Show podcast every week, wherever podcasts are available. The premier hemp and marijuana advocacy publication for Texas. The Texas Hemp Reporter magazine. Mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Texas. Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. Now in our third year, with more than 100,000 copies made available free at over 1,000 CBD and smoke shops in Texas. That's the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine and the Texas Hemp Show. Visit online at TexasHempReporter.com and listen wherever podcasts are available. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. Texas Hip Show Podcast. But I ain't too young to it's worry. podcast number 78 this week on the show. And a special thank you for our guest, Clay Estrada, calling in from Houston, Texas with Cedarstone Industries. And um, check those guys out if you are in need of that equipment. That was pretty educational on this end, I will tell you that for sure. Um, basically... Uh, who's got coming up next week on the show beginning in May? Let's see. I got, uh, oh, Dr. Pepper is going to be on. Dr. Pepper Hernandez will be on the program on May 4th. 
Oh, here we go. Thank you, Carl. Then we have uh, Dr. Ray Altamirano from the Good Earth MJ Medical Clinic there in San Antonio will be on uh, the show as well. And then following on May 18th, Mike Hobble, our friend over at uh, Drip and Rip Stores and The Loot CBD Products, will be joining us on uh, the 18th of May. And then finishing up towards uh, the week of Memorial Day weekend will be Jesse and John Kearns over there at New Bloom Labs. And I wonder if New Bloom knows about Cedarstone. They probably do. They probably do know they about do. about them. Have you gotten a copy of the April 420 issue of the magazine? That's available out there in CBD and smoke shops around the state. We do have them in San Antonio, Houston, and the Austin area. So hope you've picked one of those up. And if you're a grower, thanks for getting those in the uh, – you got those in the mail – so those are still traveling around the state there. What did you think of the interview you did there with Texas Premium Hemp? Texas Premium Hemp wanting us to get out there and make a call for Bluebell to get that Bluebell CBD crossover ice cream. You think I? You think brands like that? Was I don't know. That's a still a ways away. I think that's a possibility down the road. You never know. You get CBD ice cream. There's all kinds of things. I know we've got a CBD infused vodka that's out there from the Houston area. And these, uh, infusions are very popular. Um, Ron has the barbecue sauce. Did you do the barbecue last week after you left the show? I know you were talking about doing it. I didn't. I wound up not doing it. I had a couple of gummies. I watched the Batman. I had some chocolate covered almonds and I passed the hell out. That's all we got for this week on the program. I think next week we'll we'll do start our May show with Dr. Pepper Hernandez. P- pick up a copy of the magazine if you haven't already. And uh, thanks again to uh, Clay over there at Cedarstone for being a part of the program this week. This is, concludes Podcast 78. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll see you next week, guys. Adios. Keep on riding.